there, everyone. Welcome to Fantasy for the Ages, the show where father and son get together, sometimes, he's not here today, and talk about fantasy, science fiction, and other nerdy things we enjoy. This is a Just Jim episode today. Zach is off doing fun stuff, and actually, I, I don't know what he's up to today. He's could be working. I know, he's not here with me. And as you know, sometimes he can be and sometimes he can't, but we are still committed to bringing content to you on a regular, steady basis. So today, you've got me here to talk about a, a fun topic, I think, as I work through some of the best of science fiction and fantasy books, according to many readers. More of that in just a moment. As usual, I'm drinking something today, and I want to share with you what it is, because that's just what we do on this show. I made a cocktail today, and this recipe will end up on our Instagram account, as well as on our Discord server, the channel for drink recipes. This is a, a Vumat. Brand new for me. Interesting drink. In fact, I have not had a sip of it yet. I just crafted it. It's waiting for me. Smells pretty good. A mixture of gin. St. Germain, simple syrup, and lemon juice, and just all shaken up in a cocktail mixer and strained in, and and pretty good. Yeah, there's a nice sweetness from the simple syrup. Also, the St. Germain, which is a liqueur, an herb-based liqueur. Yeah, that's pretty tasty, and I'll try to remember to sip that along the way as I go through this recording. If you are one of our new YouTube subscribers, welcome. We've noticed the subscribes have been going up, and we are so glad to have you here. We do this just for the fun of it, and if we can share some of that fun with you, the more the merrier. If you enjoy what you see today, be sure to like this episode. That way we know it. There's also a place to put your comments down, so share your thoughts with us. Positive feedback, negative feedback. Certainly, if you disagree with some of the things I share today, I want to know that. Or if you just want to lean in and say, yeah, Jim, you are so right. I certainly would be happy to hear that, too. Uh, let's see. Something else we've got going on besides uh, reminding you of that is we have a game show starting on our YouTube channel. And the first of those episodes is already available for you by the time you're listening to this. but. You know, in the reality of when I'm actually recording this, it's happening just over two hours from now. So this is something we intend to do monthly. And if you are a Wheel of Time fan, you should find it. We are playing a version of This or That. I've got three guests, uber fans from the Wheel of Time fandom here to play together. And it's going to be a lot of fun. I mean, if it goes off like I think it's going to go off, we are going to have a blast spending about an hour playing this game and just seeing what kind of nonsense comes out of our contestants' mouths as they do try to win. And drinks are part of our show, so it is a drinking game. And the more they do badly, the more they drink. The more they do well, the more I drink. I think that's how it works. And then some people get points, and who wins really doesn't matter. But you can play along in live chat. So if you missed it this time, go watch it. See what it was like. And then watch for our updates of when next month's show is coming out. And don't miss it the next time around. All right. On to our content here today as we look at the top 100 science fiction and fantasy books. Now, that's a misnomer. Back in 2011... National Public Radio pulled together a poll of the top 100 science fiction and fantasy books of all time. This was not rating things based upon the quality of the writing or the particular style the author put into everything. No, this was fan-based. People who love books, who love science fiction and fantasy, were invited to nominate the books they think should be on the top 100. About 5,000 nominations were received. There's a lot of books out there. Then people were allowed to vote on the list. Now, the list had already been curated down a little bit, such as they removed horror. They removed uh, anything that's in the young adult category. But pretty much everything else got left there. There were still a ton of books. 
and over 60,000 people voted in this poll. And what they came up with is a pretty great list, strong, classic, of books that the collective fandom places in the top 100. Now again, this is 2011, so there are certainly a lot of great books of the last 12 years that didn't exist yet. Nevertheless, this list still has a lot of value, and I thought for today, I'd take us through that list and see uh, which of these books did I find over the years and have enjoyed or not, and I'll comment on that. I'm going to start at the bottom, work my way up to number one. Also, are there any books on this list that I'm completely shocked made the top 100? I'll let you know. And finally, what's on the list that I've missed in my personal reading, and do I think I'll ever choose to get to them now? Uh, one extra note, I found this list was also posted in a, a special article on Seattle Public Library's website, but oddly, they only listed 97 of the books. Specifically, that means these were all linked to books in their collection, and three of them they don't carry in Seattle Public Library. Hmm, conspiracy? Uh, book banning? Accident? Nobody wanted them. I don't know, but we'll comment about them along the way, and you can draw your own conclusions. Okay, here we go. Bottom to top. 100, number 100 on the list. The Space Trilogy by C.S. Lewis. Now, I'm just going to put out here right off the bat, this is not the series I would have expected the, the top 100 from C.S. Lewis. We're talking science fiction and fantasy, SFF. Where's the Chronicles of Narnia? Foundational fantasy fiction for a lot of readers doesn't make the list, but the Space Trilogy does. I read this years ago. At least I read the first two books in this series, and I read them because I do like C.S. Lewis as an author, both his fantasy and The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe and all that, and some of his religious uh, writings. He does uh, analogies quite well. So the Space Trilogy, let me check this out. Well, the first book was, okay, different, dated. The second book, eh, a little more out there. Third book, I could barely get into it all and honestly DNF'd it. And I rarely DNF a series, but I just couldn't do it. I mean, the series was written between 1938 and 1945. Back then, way ahead of their time. So maybe that's how they make the top 100. But for me, I wouldn't even have them on the list. Number 99, the Xanth series by Piers Anthony. <laughs> now 47 books strong with still another one coming out soon. Man, I read this series a long time ago when there were like 12 or 13 books, and I read them all. I enjoyed the first few in particular. Uh, silly fantasy that leans into puns and wordplay. As I moved through the books, they got more and more nonsensical, but I, I still don't regret reading them. The Xanth series has plenty of fans out there, but also many detractors. I don't expect I'll ever go back and read the rest of the books now. I mean, 47 of them, but I certainly enjoyed them at the time. Interestingly, this is the first of the ones, the three that Seattle Public Library does not hold any of. 47 books, and they have none of the Xanth in their collection. <laughs> 98, New Crobazon series by China Mealville. Only one book of the trilogy was out at the time of the list, but I'm listing the whole series now. It was acclaimed at the time as a blend of fantasy and science fiction, a bit of urban techno-steampunk. Quite the mashup it appears to be. I'd never heard of it until this, and honestly, my exploration of the summaries did not inspire me to add it to my TBR. If I'm wrong, tell me. Number 97, Doomsday Book by Connie Willis. Here's another one I'd never heard of. Published back in 1992, it actually has three more books now in the series. The Oxford Time Travel series. The last of those written in 2010. So that does mean all four of them were out when the list was made, but only the first book was included in the list. This is science fiction. 
stories related to time travel, obviously. And I did see enough that I've added these four books to my TBR. But way down near the bottom of the list. You know, in the perhaps maybe never zone, but still worthy to make the TBR. 96, Lucifer's Hammer, Larry Niven and Jerry Pornell. Never caught this science fiction tale, nor had I even heard of it. It was written back in 1977. The summary tells me it's the same plot as many disaster films I've enjoyed over the years, such as Deep Impact or The Day After Tomorrow. Now, I've enjoyed those movies. That's my thing. I don't suspect this book will have much to add for me, though, so I'm taking a pass. 95, The Mars Trilogy by Kim Stanley Robinson. More science fiction, this from the 1990s. I hadn't heard of these either. And while they look pretty good, I'm not sure they haven't been surpassed by things that have come out more recently that I have read. The first book, Red Mars, won the Nebula Award for 1992, so back then it was the thing. I've added the trilogy to the TBR, but again, way down the list. It's almost like a badge of honor if I put it in there. 94, The Caves of Steel by Isaac Asimov. Nearly everyone has heard of iRobot. I mean, there's even a big Will Smith movie about it. Asimov was fascinated with robots and artificial intelligence, and iRobot, written in 1950, was way ahead of its time. The Caves of Steel is officially book one of Asimov's robot series, which iRobot would be a prequel or precursor to. This book, The Caves of Steel's book one, came out in 1953. There are three sequels to it that came out in 58, 83, and 85, so a bit of a gap between two and three. It's technically part of his Foundation universe, and I love Foundation, and I'm definitely an Asimov fan. So even though I'd never heard of these, I want. They are in the TBR now. 93, The Zones of Thought Trilogy by Werner Vinge, beginning with 1992's A Fire Upon the Deep. More classic science fiction, never heard of it, looks fascinating, it's now deep on the TBR. Number 92, Sunshine by Robin McKinley. I'd never heard of this 2003 paranormal fantasy with vampires. I love vampires. A standalone novel, so low risk maybe high reward. Definitely have added this to the TBR. I might be sorry, as it looks like romance does have a heavy role to play in this book, but eh, we'll see. 91, The Illustrated Man by Ray Bradbury. I've enjoyed Ray Bradbury's works, particularly The Martian Chronicles, and we'll come back to those later. But this one, 18 short stories about Mars, Venus, and space. I'd never heard of it, and I'm taking a pass. With all the options to read out there, why the heck would I want another short story collection in my TBR? And, and why would they break the top 100? Come on, people, do better. <laughs> Number 90, The Elric Saga by Michael Moorcock. I've not read this, but it is on my TBR already, but only recently. We are right now, Fantasy for the Ages, in the midst of one of our tri-reader Twitter tournaments, this month on the best despicable protagonists from science fiction and fantasy. And there's a character from this saga that's been nominated by two different entries. It sounds like I may have missed out not reading this years ago. So I have added it to my TBR. Now, I can be forgiven for having missed it. I was only a toddler when this came out. And when I got old enough to read... I didn't notice it. All right, number 89, the Outlander series, Diana Galbadon. Yes, I've heard of it. No, I will never read it. Historical fantasy romance. Gag me with a dirty spoon. Bleh. Now, my wife has enjoyed this series and my daughter. And I know they've both read at least the first few books. They've watched, watched the TV adaptation. Now, of course, Judy, she's moved on to better things now, I like to think, such as The Wheel of Time, The Dragon Riders of Pern. Growth, people. It's all about growth. 88 is the Thrawn Trilogy by Timothy Zahn. 
the original Star Wars novels at the pinnacle of excellence. That's where this falls. Of course, I've read these. They were my favorite of all the original Star Wars books. Then Disney, in a dirty, disgusting, money-grabbing move, decanonized them. How dare you, Disney? Apparently, Thrawn is now coming back in new stuff Disney is putting out on its Disney Plus channel. But where is Mara Jade, I ask you? Disney, you are still not forgiven. Grogu be darned. 87. The Book of the New Sun by Gene Wolfe. Seattle Public Library. If you were going to fail to have something in your collection, this is one I could have forgiven you for. I'm sorry. I I just... Mm. <laughs> I read this. It was an exercise in torture for me. Classic literature, extremely well-written, but elementally uninteresting for me. An author who writes verbosely just for the heck of it, even at the point of making up an excessive number of words on top of the huge vocabulary he is putting on display. I know there are raving fans out there for Gene Wolfe, for the Book of the New Sun, but I am not one of them. No, sir. 86, the Codex Alaris series by Jim Butcher. Here you go. This six-book epic fantasy tale was one of the more entertaining things I've read over the past year. And I would recommend this to anyone. Light, engaging, and active, this is a story that keeps your interest and definitely satisfies. Sadly, this is the only way we're going to see Jim Butcher on this list. No Dresden Files. People! Ugh. 85. Anathem, Neil Stevenson. This is an author I've heard things of. I mean, I recognize the name, but I've never touched anything by him. This standalone fantasy novel has piqued my interest, so I've added this 2008 publication high enough in my TBR it may one day see the light of day. Being a standalone helps in that respect. I can squeeze it in between things as a palate cleanser. 84 was The Crystal Cave by Mary Stewart. This is book one of an Arthurian saga. And there's four more books in the series. I sense a pattern here when only the first book of a series is listed in the top 100, but all the books were already published, as in this case. I should probably just take a pass. With the heavy lean into coming of age and romance, I, I don't need to add this one to my TBR. Thank you, no. However, 83, the Culture Series by Ian Banks. Oh yeah, that has been added to my TBR. Not just now, a while ago. This is some exceptional science fiction that many people had recommended to me. I'd never heard of it until about a year ago. Now I'm like, whoa, I missed out on this, and it's definitely going to be read soon. 82. The Ire Affair, Jasper Ford. What? Why? I don't understand. This was never on my radar, and I've now told the radar to ignore all future signals. It's just a no. Will not read, ever. 81. Complete Opposite Reaction, Malazan, Book of the Fallen by Steven Erickson. How is this only 81? Frickin' 81? I've only read the first two of the ten books in this series, and already I know 81 is way too low on a top hundred. Who is filling out this survey? Baboons pushing random buttons? That could explain how the Ire Affair made 82, though. All right, let's go on to 80. Wicked by Gregory Maguire. Ahead of Malazan? Seriously? Okay, I've read Wicked. I did not like Wicked. I found it base, gross, and somewhat disgusting. I know that may be a hot take for some of you, but I did not care for what it did with the source story material. Mind you, the musical adaptation, Wicked, is excellent. I mean, that music? Whew. 79. Something Wicked This Way Comes, Ray Bradbury. Yes, more Bradbury. I approve. I've read it. Enough said. 78. The Dispossessed. 
An Ambiguous Utopia by Ursula K. Le Guin. Oddly enough, this is the sixth and final book in a series, The Hainish Cycle. It's already on my TBR. I've actually not read any Le Guin yet, just missed that over the years. A definite lack in my reading pedigree. But I keep putting things in front of the Le Guin books and they keep falling farther down my TBR. I don't know, perhaps I'm afraid because they're a little dated, they're not going to hold up to other more recent things I've been reading. Nevertheless, these are high enough that in theory, I could get to them in the next three or four years. 77 is Cushiel's Legacy series by Jacqueline Carey. Six books focused on the story of a slave placed in the life of a court courtesan. Pretty much failed me right there. That is not my thing. Never heard of it. And not planning to read it. 76, Rendezvous with Rama, Arthur C. Clarke. Again, I'd never heard of this. A science fiction story written in 1973. Mind you, I was three years old, but I've grown to enjoy some other things by this author. However, nothing about this novel compelled me sufficiently to add it to the TBR. I think it might be good science fiction, just, I do lean more fantasy than sci-fi. I'm a little picky about which sci-fi makes the list. This one does not. 75, The Diamond Age, or A Young Lady's Illustrated Primer. Nothing I'd heard of. And the summary of the story? Hmm. This is another Neil Stevenson book, so it has me rethinking adding Stevenson things to my TBR. Maybe I need to go back now and remove Anathem? I don't know. Okay, I'll keep that one on, but this one, nah. 74, Old Man's War by John Scalzi. Just when I'm starting to think I've got this figured out, if only one book from a series, if only the first book makes the list, then maybe I should skip it. No, no. Here we got this one. I've read a couple of Scalzi books. I've enjoyed them. I loved them. And this space-based militaristic sci-fi series has been recommended heavily by multiple people. There's six books. They're already on my TBR. Heck, I already own all six in paperback sitting on a shelf upstairs. So I am likely to read this whole series sometime over the next couple of years, and I think I will enjoy it thoroughly. Number 73, The Legend of Drizzt series, R.A. Salvatore. Back in the day... I was far more into fantasy than sci-fi, so of course I've heard of Drizzt. Yet I never got around to reading this lengthy series, now up to 39 books. My problem was I was into Dragonlance, and this was the other stuff, Forgotten Realms. And I think I stupidly felt like I had to pick one or the other. I couldn't invest my time in both. Idiot. Now along the way, I have picked up a couple of The Legend of Drizzt paperbacks. They're also upstairs on my shelf, but I haven't read them. I don't even have the first one yet. So I do expect to get around to these, and the entire set of 39 is on my TBR. 72, Journey to the Center of the Earth, Jules Verne, classic early science fiction fantasy. You bet I've already read this. It's foundational. 71, The Way of Kings, Brandon Sanderson. Book one of the Stormlight Archive was the only one published when this list was put together in 2011. It had no trouble making the top 100. I'd venture the series would be considerably higher up the list if this was done again today. I've read this. I've read all four of the currently published books in the Stormlight Archive. Definitely an excellent read. 70. The Time Traveler's Wife, Audrey Niffenegger. No. Yes, I've heard of it. No, I will never read it. When science fiction and fantasy gets too heavily tied into the romance, I walk the other way. I've made that clear. Sorry, just not my thing. 69. <laughs> the Farseer Trilogy, Robin Hobb. This is a well-known trilogy, the start of the Realm of the Underlings series. I'm quite familiar with it, but I've gotten into the habit of being a Robin Hobb basher. This is her first trilogy, and I've not read this one. I've only read her second, the Live Ship Traders trilogy, and I struggled getting through it. I just didn't care for her writing style, I think is what it was. Perhaps I will want to give this a try someday anyways, but still with so many other things waiting to be read, I don't have Robin Hobb on my TBR. 68. 
the Conan the Barbarian series, Robert E. Howard and Mark Schultz. Totally familiar with this. I mean, who isn't? But I haven't read any of these novels, actually, just some of the Conan comics. They flow from the same vein. I doubt I'll ever pick up the books. I mean, I kind of get the gist of what it's about, and I can always go watch some Arnold Schwarzenegger if I get a hankering for Conan. I guess I'm just looking for a little more finesse in my fantasy fiction these days. Conan is actually the second of the book series missing from the Seattle Public Library. Accident? Not so sure. 67, The Sword of Shannara Trilogy by Terry Brooks. This was one of my earliest fantasy reads, and over the years I went on to read the entire series of, I think it's 34 books in Shannara. The last one came out in 2021, and I read it shortly after it was released. I recommend the Shannara series. Good memories. Nice to see right with it, 66 is the Rift War Saga by Raymond D. Feist. Very fitting. Shannara and Rift War have a similar feel. Uh, there's some commonalities between the series, the kind of world building, the pervasiveness of magic, the breath. Again, this series is over 30 books. The Rift War Saga? What made this list is just the opening trilogy, but I have read the entire cycle and I recommend it. It's good stuff. 65, a standalone book, I Am Legend by Richard Matheson. This is just excellent. With a movie that kind of did it dirty, don't judge the book by the movie. The movie's not bad, but it's nowhere near as good as the book. Of course, I've read this, a story of a lone human survivor in a world overrun by vampires. Hello, gripping read. 64, Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell by Susanna Clark. This fantasy tale sits on my TBR already in the likely to see the light of day section. I'll probably get to it over the next couple of years. 63, The Road by Cormac McCarthy. I've heard a lot of this post-apocalyptic one-off. The critics speak very highly of it. There's a lot of fans of it. But honestly, it looks like a book that takes itself too seriously for me to truly enjoy it. It's more one you have to appreciate, as far as I can tell. Maybe be moved by it. And there are some books. I appreciate how much they moved me. But for now, this one's just not on my TBR. If I'm wrong, if I'm like, are you serious, Jim? Let me know. I can always change. 62. The Sword of Truth series by Terry Goodkind. It's kind of embarrassing to find this so high up on the list. Mind you, I understand. I've read the entire series. It's epic fantasy. The latter half of this 15-book series had me questioning why I was still reading. It definitely declined in quality. But later on, I came to discover what a putz this author was and realized also how derivative some of his work is actually ripping off ideas from other fantasy authors. Now, fantasy authors do that. They borrow from each other. But he denied ever doing such a thing, and it was so blatantly obvious. I do not recommend this series. 61, The Moat in God's Eye by Larry Niven. Science fiction again from back in the 70s. Looks quite good, but I hadn't heard of it, and it's not on my TBR. Again, leaning more towards fantasy, already have too much to read. 60, Going Postal, a novel of Discworld by Terry Pratchett. Or Sir Terry Pratchett. Hard to find a fantasy fan who hasn't heard of Discworld and its 41 random quirky books. I have not read this one. And after trying a few Discworld books, I actually pulled them all off my TBR. Pratchett's works have tons of raving fans. But his style of humor doesn't seem to align with my own preferences in reading. 59, The Vercossigan Saga, Lois McMaster Buhold, an epic science fiction and fantasy series over 20 books and novellas. I've never touched it, but I probably should. It's on my TBR, but it's way down the list. I only heard of this within the last few months, a gap in my reading, so it got included, but I don't know if I'll ever get to it. 58, The Chronicles of Thomas Covenant the Unbeliever. 
I devoured this trilogy many years ago and read the additional books when they came out. There's a total of 10 in the entire series now. Zach feels these don't hold up. I don't know what's wrong with my son. They were foundational fantasy fiction for me. I feel they're worthy to be included on the list. 57, Small Gods, a novel of Discworld. Again, Terry Pratchett. Another Discworld book. Not doing them. 56, The Forever War, Joe Haldeman. A classic science fiction tale written in 1974. I think I had heard of it, but I haven't read it. Researching it shows there are actually two sequels that were written in the 90s. I don't plan to add this to the TBR. Again, too much to read. 55, The Last Unicorn, Peter S. Beagle. I had never heard of this book, a standalone fantasy novel, rated quite highly, reviewed well. It's written way back in 1968. It looks to be a classic that I should maybe catch sometime, so I've added it to the TBR. 54, World War Z, An Oral History of the Zombie War by Max Brooks. Yes! This was a delightfully wild ride of a book and tremendously better than the glitzy movie adaptation that is itself a good ride. Of course, I love zombie apocalypse fiction. You guys know that. But still, I strongly recommend this one, even if you're not a ZA fan. And I love seeing it this high on the list. 53. Cryptonomicon. Again, Neil Stevenson. See, this author has me all confused. So many books with completely different tones. I'd never heard of this one. It looks like a terrific sci-fi thriller. So I've added it to my TBR and actually quite high. I probably will get to it by next year. 52, Stardust by Neil Gaiman. Certainly I've heard of this. But again, we're into a fantasy tale that's too intertwined with a love story for my preference. I have declined to add Stardust to my TBR. 51, the Hyperion Cantos by Dan Simmons, a set of four science fiction fantasy novels that I see get mixed reviews. Some don't like these at all. Some love them. Some like the first two books and not the second two. I've had this on my TBR for quite a while. I think it is definitely something I should be reading and expect to get to it sometime in the next year. All right, that's half the list. Let's move to the other half. 50, Contact by Carl Sagan. I've heard of this, but not read it. I remember when the author was a big deal in the scientific community, and then he wrote a book. I've seen the movie with Jodie Foster. It was actually pretty good. Not sure how faithful the adaptation is to the book, and I never will because this is not on my TBR, but the story of finally contacting extraterrestrial life. I mean, there's always good story opportunities there. 49, Childhood's End by Arthur C. Clarke classic science fiction tale from the 1950s. I hadn't heard of it, but this author knows his stuff. I know that. Everyone's heard of Clark, although it always feels like I should say Arthur C. Clark, you know, the whole name. Anyway, this still isn't enough to push this onto my TBR, again showing I'm more fantasy than sci-fi. 48, Neverwhere by Neil Gaiman. This is on my TBR and likely to get read over the next couple of years or so. I've not read any Gaiman yet, and I'm, I'm uncertain his style will appeal to me. But his works have many huge fans. Obviously, I've got to give him a shot eventually. 47, The Once and Future King by T.H. White, a classic retelling of the Arthurian legend published in the 50s. I had heard of it, never read it, doesn't grab me to this point. 46, The Silmarillion by J.R.R. Tolkien. Come on, Tolkien? Of course I've read this. Twice. Parts of it more than twice. This is such an amazing backstory for The Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit. I love it, love it, love it. 45, The Left Hand of Darkness, Ursula K. Le Guin. This is an interesting addition to the list, being book four of the Hainish Cycle when book six of the same cycle was down at number 78. No other series is quite like this. I mean, there's two Discworld books so far, you know, but this one's different. It clearly has some fans, and as I've previously shared, it's already on my TBR so that I'm further reinforced. 
44, Ring World by Larry Niven. More classic science fiction. I actually owned this book once upon a time and sold it on a garage sale before I read it. I have no plans to read it. 43, Mistborn Trilogy by Brandon Sanderson. Mind you, now we can add Era 1 to this title. I've read this, loved it, and read the four books of Mistborn Era 2 and love them even more. I'm waiting now on Era 3. 42, The Mists of Avalon, Marion Zimmer Bradley. Another retelling of the Arthurian legend. People, come on! <laughs> This is the first of a series. I have heard of it. It doesn't grab me. I do not plan to read. 41 is The Belgariad by David Eddings. I struggle seeing this so high on the list. I've read this five-volume epic fantasy series, and it was okay. My problem, I think, is that I read it so recently instead of back in the day. It doesn't hold up to the other works that I can enjoy these days that simply didn't exist when the Belgariad came out. Number 40, The Amber Chronicles by Roger Zelazny. Now, I did read the, these back in the day, one of my earliest full series fantasy reads, and I loved it. I was fascinated by the story. I would love to do a reread sometime. I'm always a little fearful, though. What if it doesn't feel as good on a reread? I mean, I loved it, but did I love it because I had so little to compare it with back then? Uh, there are people who tell me, no, 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 this is the bomb. So I'll probably give it a try someday again, but it's worthy to be on the list. 39, The War of the Worlds by H.G. Wells. Another absolute classic of science fiction and one that I have read. I definitely enjoyed it. 38, Flowers for Algernon by Daniel Keyes. Oh my goodness, this is such a moving, touching piece of science fiction. I read it in high school for a class. I remain thankful to that literature teacher. I took every class she offered. I loved to read. This is a must read, and it's not very long. It's written in diary journal format. Very approachable, fascinating story. You'll probably cry. 37. 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea by Jules Verne, another classic sci-fi read that I've enjoyed. 36, The Time Machine, another H.G. Wells, another classic, and yes, I've read this too and liked it. 35, A Canticle for Leibowitz. I've heard of this, written back in 1959, an interesting post-apocalyptic tale. I don't think I'll be reading it, but the premise of the book does look fascinating. As society reawakens long after the impact of nuclear war, which was a real fear when 1959 was reality. But yeah, not making my TBR now. 34, The Moon is a Harsh Mistress, Robert A. Heinlein. I hadn't heard of this. Of course, I've heard of Heinlein. Having previously read his first book, Stranger in a Strange Land, which was fantastic. But again, this is more science fiction. It's a little dated now. I don't think I'll be picking it up. 33, Dragonflight and McCaffrey. I have no idea how only book one of the amazing Dragon Riders of Pern series made this list. A fantasy tale that's really science fiction? I've read this book numerous times. And I'm currently working through the entire series. I'm just finishing a reread of everything I've read so far. So I'm up to the Master Harper of Pern, about halfway through the series, just over halfway, because there's 26 books currently out. Everything after the Master Harper of Pern will be the first time I've read them. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. 32, Watershed Down, Richard Adams. I'm very familiar with this epic fantasy set in a world of anthropomorphic animals. It's an amazing tale, classic fantasy, but one I've never actually read. I've only heard about it. I won't be going back to pick it up now, but from all I know, it is definitely deserving to be on this list. 31. Starship Troopers. Again, Robert A. Heinlein. Another Heinlein book, but this one is on my TBR. I enjoyed the movie adaptation, though I understand it's quite different from the book, but the book is fascinating for its own reasons, I've been assured. 30. A Clockwork Orange, Anthony Burgess. 
a science fiction tale poking satirical fun at the culture of its day. I'm familiar with it, and I've seen the movie adaptation. I have no desire to read this book. Just, nope. 29, the Sandman series, graphic novels by Neil Gaiman, or comics, or both. I'm certainly aware of this series, and it's another example of my uncertainty about Neil Gaiman's works. I tried watching the recent TV adaptation and quickly got bored. I've only made it through two episodes. So for now, these comics are not on my TBR. 28, Cat's Cradle by Kurt Vonnegut. I've heard of this, but looking at the summary, I've no interest in reading. Literally, I saw a summary said, a young writer decides to interview the children of a scientist primarily responsible for the creation of the atomic bomb. Why should I want to read this? Okay, Goodreads gives you much more of a summary. There is more that does give some interest. Okay, but still, I'm going to pass. 27, The Martian Chronicles by Ray Bradbury fantastic works of science fiction. I read these many years ago, and while they were not what I expected, that just made them even better. 26, Snow Crash by Neil Stevenson. This guy again. Was he like the hot thing in 2011? I've never heard of this. I'm, I'm sensing there were Stevenson stands stuffing the ballot box. We get so many Stevenson novels. I don't see anything that particularly grabs me about this early 90s book, so it's not on the TBR. 25, The Stand by Stephen King. Now we're talking. This may be my all-time favorite Stephen King novel. I've read it twice. I've watched two different TV adaptations. It's a heck of a novel. The full, unabridged version, mind you. I never read it when it was smaller because King wasn't popular enough. I waited until... It was, oh yes, Mr. King, we will now print whatever you give us, and you got the big version. It's an epic battle between good and evil, coming on the heels of a global pandemic that makes COVID look like a minor cold. I'll probably reread this again someday. 24, 2001, A Space Odyssey by Arthur C. Clarke. I read this many years ago. Interesting science fiction. I was captivated. Went on to read the sequels, 2010 and 2061. Ran out of steam. Never made it to the final book, 3001. But 2001 was a worthy read. A little trippy, still cool. 23, The Dark Tower series by Stephen King. It's awesome to see this incredible epic fantasy series so high up the list. I loved the series, though I'll need to eventually reread it. It interweaves with much of the rest of what King has written, and until you've read all of the slightly related content, you don't get the most out of The Dark Tower. So there are pieces I hadn't read yet when I read all of The Dark Tower. I want more, better connections. Plus, there have been a couple of novellas that were added after I finished the read that I've not yet read. So. I will come to the Dark Tower again someday. 22, The Handmaid's Tale, Margaret Atwood. I've heard plenty about this, a twisted dystopian future. And of course, it's been adapted to a highly successful television series. But I haven't felt enough interest to watch or add this book to my TBR. 21, Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep by Philip K. Dick futuristic science fiction tale on which the movie Blade Runner was loosely based. As always, the book better than the film. I read this long time ago. Number 20, Frankenstein by Mary Wollstonecraft Shelley. I read this a number of years ago. It's a very different story than you may think you're getting, having grown up with the Frankenstein monster on your radar. This tale is fascinating as much a psychological and ethical morals drama as anything else. Uh, I really loved it. I would recommend this book. 19, Slaughterhouse-Five by Kurt Vonnegut, his second entry on this top 100. Total science fiction. I've heard of it, never read it. It's a 1969 novel that I'd go back and read if I wasn't so much more into fantasy than sci-fi. 18, The King Killer Chronicle, Patrick Rothfuss. Gee, it would be swell if Rothfuss would finish this trilogy, leaving us with only the first two books for many years now, over a decade. I've resisted reading 
due to that missing third book. But this year, I've committed to giving in and reading those two anyway. Apparently, the series is that good, it doesn't matter you don't get to finish it. 17. Stranger in a Strange Land, Robert A. Heinlein. I mentioned this one earlier. This is one I've read and really enjoyed. It made me think about the world differently. Only truly great speculative fiction can shift your thinking. I recommend it. 16, I also mentioned earlier, I, Robot by Isaac Asimov. Again, the book that started it all when it comes to Asimov's fascination with robots and perhaps our fascination as a culture and society as well. I read and valued this book many years ago. It is worth a read. 15, Watchmen, Alan Moore and Dave Gibbons. This is a graphic novel I have to read. I avoided the movie because I haven't read the graphic novel yet. It looks fascinating. It's on my TBR fairly high. 14, Neuromancer by William Gibson. I've heard of this one. The book attributed to starting off the cyberpunk subgenre, but I've not been sucked in enough to want to read it yet. 13, Animal Farm, George Orwell, a classic that I somehow made it through high school without being forced to read like a lot of you were. But I'm certainly familiar with the story. I'm not planning to go back and read it, though. Number 12, The Wheel of Time, Robert Jordan, and of course, finished by Brandon Sanderson. So excellent to see this amazing series so up, so high up on this list. The fandom remains faithful, enthusiastic, and knows how to vote. Obviously, I'm included in that fandom. Number 11, The Princess Bride by William Goldman. Alas, while familiar with this book and an incredible fan of the movie based on it, I've never read the book. And I don't plan to go back and read it, but... I do hear it is quite entertaining. Okay, top 10 time, people. Number 10, American Gods, Neil Gaiman. So, Gaiman makes the top 10. I asked my son, Zach, about American Gods, and he said, yeah, it was great, but you probably won't like it, <laughs> based on his understanding of my reading preferences. So, I do have it on my TBR, down in the 400s. We'll see if I ever get there. I do read over 100 books a year, so possible. Number nine, Brave New World, Aldous Huxley. Okay, I tried reading this just a couple years ago. It was too outdated in style for me. I DNF'd. I'd never do that lightly. Number eight, The Foundation Trilogy by Isaac Asimov. Again, his third appearance on this list. I read this, The Foundation books, many years ago. Fantastic. Strong recommend. Now they're being oddly adapted to Apple TV, uh, Apple TV Plus. I watched season one and kind of went, uh, what are they doing? <laughs> season two drop date was just announced. I'm hoping more will become clear. Number seven, Fahrenheit 451, Ray Bradbury. Another Bradbury novel that I appreciated back in the day. A dystopian future we should seek to avoid, please. Number six, 1984, George Orwell, talking about dystopian futures to avoid. Uh, this was a classic at its time, but, you know, 1984 did come and go. Thankfully, we didn't see what he had foreseen. I never read the book, but I am quite familiar with it. I will not go back and read it now. Number five, A Song of Ice and Fire by George R.R. R. Martin. Excellent series perhaps the birth of grim, dark fantasy. I'm still waiting for the series to be finished, of course, particularly after the hatchet job HBO did wrapping up their series after they got past the published source material. Come on, Martin, get these finished. Number four, The Dune Chronicles, Frank Herbert. Yes, so worthy of being way up here. This is amazing science fiction fantasy tale. I've also read all the books produced by his son. I love the entire collection. Number three, Ender's Game, Orson Scott Card. This is an amazing science fiction story with a fantastic reveal at the end that if anyone ruins it for you, punch him in the nose. Okay, maybe not literally. I'm not advocating violence here, 
But if you've not seen this movie and missed the book, this novel is a delight and don't let anyone ruin it for you. That said, the second book in the four book series is also pretty good, but it takes a dive after that. And you can skip books three and four, in my humble opinion. Number two, The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, Douglas Adams. Yes, I've read this and thought it was quirky and entertaining, but there's no way at all it should be number two on the top 100. Voters do be on drugs, man. Top 100, yes, yes, but not two. All right, number one. Could it be anything else? The Lord of the Rings, J.R.R. Tolkien. In many ways, this is the reason fantasy fiction exists as it does today as a genre. It is fitting that it sits at number one. And honestly, even after all these years, it still holds up. I mean, you may get tired of the songs and the poetry, but the story. Sheesh, the story. Classic. Okay, then. That's where I'll stop. I look forward to doing a more updated Top 100 sometime down the road. Maybe get the fandom involved myself in doing a poll. But this was fun. Hope you enjoyed it. And my TBR, thanks to this, has now grown to 1,237 books. That's where I will leave you. Let me run my outro here. Just the reminder of the ways you can connect with us. Because besides liking and subscribing, we'd love to interact with you. We have a Discord server. The link to inviting you is in the show notes. Uh, we're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Mastodon. We do have merch. Uh, there's a link there to the merch shop where you can get some of your very own cups and mugs. Man, it's for the agent. We have email that's coming up here. Email us. We answer. And we have a Patreon if you'd like to support what we're doing to keep us bringing out these episodes. Thanks for watching, everyone, and we will talk to you next time.